This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, bitches, and welcome to Resting Bitch Face, and welcome, Justine. Hey. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I haven't seen you in forever. Certainly not 15 minutes ago um, (laughs) when we were doing your podcast, but I'm glad you're here. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. I cannot wait to hear your opinions on some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. You excited? Yes. I'm nervous, though. (laughs) Don't be nervous. It's good stuff. Have you been following um, the Britney Spears stuff that's going on? I mean, it's it's hard not kind of to intense. just because it's everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, the good news, the good thing that happened last week is that she was given the opportunity, which she should have had from day one, but she was given the opportunity to hire her own legal counsel. So that is definitely a step in the right direction and very exciting. Yes. Um, and then, so a couple days ago, she posted this on her Instagram, and I'm going to read it for everybody in case you haven't seen it. I'll also put some screenshots on my Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod, but I had to screenshot it because I was afraid it was going to get deleted. Um, <laughs> so it is a little picture and it says, take me as I am or kiss my ass, eat shit and step on Legos. And the caption is as follows. For those of you who choose to criticize my dancing videos, look, I'm not going to be on stage performing on any on on any stages anytime soon with my dad handling what I wear, say, do or think. I've done that for the past 13 years. I'd much rather share videos, yes, from my living room instead of on stage in Vegas where some people were gone, were so far gone they couldn't even shake my hand and I ended up getting a contact high from weed all the time. Which I didn't mind, but it would have been nice to be able to go to the motherfucking spa. And no, I'm not going to put on heavy makeup and try, try, try on stage again and not be able to do the real deal with remixes of my songs for years and begging to put my new music in the show for my fans. So I quit. I don't like that my sister showed up at an awards show and performed my songs to remixes. My so-called support system hurt me deeply. This conservatorship killed my dreams. So all I have is hope, and hope is the only thing in this world that is very hard to kill, yet people still try. I didn't like the way the documentaries bring up humiliating moments from the past. I'm way past all that and have been for a long time. And for women who say it's weird the way I still have hope for fairy tales, go fuck yourself. As I said, hope is all I have right now. You're lucky I post anything at all. If you don't like what you see, unfollow me. People try to kill hope because hope is one of the most vulnerable and fragile things there is. I'm going to go read a motherfucking fairy tale now. P.S.S.S. If you don't want to see my precious ass dancing in my living room or it's not up to your standards, go read a fucking book. Whoa. That's a lot. It, it is a lot. Um, okay, I'm going to get dragged through the fucking mud for saying this. Oh, but I'm ready. Go for it. A lot of 
what she her the post made her sound a little mentally not there um mm. but some of the stuff that she said was very like whoa like the first thing that jumped out at me was like getting the contact high from doing the Vegas shows like is that just because the crowd was smoking weed the whole time or was it because like the people in her team were like partying so much I want to know more about that Mm-hmm. I feel like the contact high, I didn't feel like it was the venue and the concert goers in general. I haven't been to a show in Vegas in a long time, but I don't know if you are just openly smoking weed at the concert, that it's so much that she would be getting contact high. It almost seems like a behind the scenes type of thing, but I'm not sure. Right. That's my thing. I've never been to Vegas. I've never been to a show there. Um, I know the shows right. there are like beautiful and insane and they have the best stars in the world there, obviously. Right. But um, I didn't know if it was like, if, if they like allowed that and it was like it, I don't think so. inside the shows like that. I always just kind of assumed like even a show like Britney or Gaga there, I just always assumed it was more like touristy older people who went to those shows there. Um, right. No, I, yeah, I think it's a lot of, I think it's all kinds of people. Um, I don't know. That part didn't make too much sense, but it did make sense to be like, well, everybody else around me is get, getting so high they can't even shake my hand. And yet I can't go to the fucking spa after, you know, killing myself on stage however many nights a week or however many times a night. So I understood that. Um, right. I thought it was interesting that she said that she didn't like that her sister showed up in an award show and sang her songs. I think that's kind of weird in general because Jamie Lynn has had her own quote singing career. Let's just, it's not a career, but I mean, um, the Zoe 101 theme song is a banger. Like I love that song. I hate yes. to say that, okay. but that's on my Spotify. Oh my songs. God. I love that some, song. <laughs> I have embarrassing shit on my Spotify. So I get that. Um, but yeah, so that's a good song, but she also had like this country thing. She was trying to pursue a country career. She's not a great singer. She's like, Brittany's not a great singer either, but she's a Mm -hmm. better singer than Jamie Lynn. And she's a performer that Jamie Lynn will never be. So I heard the clip of Brittany being interviewed after seeing Jamie Lynn performing her songs. And she was like, oh, she was so cute or it was so cute. And I was just like, oh. It's just uncomfortable, but because what else is she going to say? You know, she can't, she can't possibly say like, I I didn't like this for this reason, but (laughs) I did see, um, like a minute clip on TikTok of this and it, and then the person on TikTok was like, you can see her and in the crowd, Brittany did seem like, you know, like she had this look on her face of like a lot of people saying, Yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Right. But I think that the main thing that she's saying is. It's nice that you can show up to an award show and sing my songs in a remixed version the way you want to sing them. But when it comes to me wanting to remix or do something different with the song in my show, I don't have the artistic um, leeway. Like nobody's letting me do what I want to do with my music. So it's so great that you did. You got to reimagine my music, but I can't in my own show with my own music. So I definitely think that that was that. She, I don't feel like, I feel like she's pissed and 
there was a company that said a few weeks ago that they are basically Britney provides the content and then they upload it onto social media. I'm wondering if those people have pulled out, much like her lawyer and other people have pulled out after the crazy controversy of all the stuff that she said in court. And now she has control over her Instagram because the way she's talking now is a hundred percent different than how she was talking before. This is obviously straight from her. I can't imagine the media company would let this go out if they were still in control of the Instagram. What do you think? Right. Uh, Yeah. I totally, I totally agree with you for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that's straight from her mouth and it was not filtered because I definitely don't think it's like, I don't think that it makes her seem mentally unstable. I think she's just pissed and she's had all of this shit bobbled up and now she can have a voice about it. I get it. I would feel the same way. Yeah, I agree. Um, The one other thing that kind of stood out to me in the post was that she said that basically she said that she wasn't allowed to pick the songs that she performed and her set list because she apparently Mm -hmm. has new music that no one's heard that she wanted to play. And for her to not even be able to pick her own set list, like, of course, every single artist that's as big as her has like teams that tell her like, you know, this is the order you should play them. And they obviously have tons of people that help out with that stuff, but for her to not even like have a say over like what songs she wants to play, that really is insane. Like, literally nothing in her life you know oh yeah it's crazy and it makes in certain ways it makes sense like maybe she never wants to hear the fucking baby mom more time song another day in her life but the people that are coming to her show need to hear baby one more time because that's the thing that started it all so it makes sense that like someone would be like okay i'm sorry Brittany, you can't cover baby you can't cut baby one more time yeah no 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 that's in there that's a completely normal thing every single artist in the world will tell you that they all have that one song that if it were up to them they would never perform ever again like i know um Hillary Duff used to always say, if I could never perform So Yesterday ever again in the rest of my life, I won't. But of right. course, people who come to her show, so she used to do like little remix of, remixes of it and like sing it in a different way just to like exactly. spice it up. And so many other artists have that. I watched a clip actually on TikTok the other day of Doja Cat. And of course, Say So is like, you know, was the biggest song of last year. And right. in the clip, she's like, they're making me play this song. I don't want to sing this for you guys, but I'm going to. <sighs> and, uh, you know, that that's totally a normal it's thing. It's understandable. But for like her not to be like. sung it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. And for her not to, for her just to not be able to throw in like other songs that she so obviously wants to perform is, that's insane to me. It's like, nope, this oh, yeah. is your set list. This is what we're going with. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Well, and if you think about it, um, when you think back to all the different Britney shows, see, I've never seen one in person. I know you've se- seen a couple in person, but I watched, you know, when she had an HBO special, when she had whatever, I've seen almost all of the concerts. And every time she would have remixes to her original songs, mm-hmm. uh, they would be different. There'd be a, a dance break in it. The sound would be different. There'd be more guitar, whatever. So that is something that she has incorporated since day one and it probably is really frustrating to not have any artistic control over that 
and to be 25 years into your career and not have any control over what you're wearing, what you're singing, how you're dancing. I don't blame her. I would have quit too. It's like, what's the fucking point? I don't get to do what I want to do. I'm just making you guys a bunch of fucking money. Fuck off. And I love that she's finally saying it. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Um, I guess from here on, it's just going to be, you know, we just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Who is, she was in the documentary. She was her like assistant for years and years and years. Felicia. Like, why can't they just like hire Felicia to be like Uh her fucking assistant again? And Mm -hmm. like, this is her her assistant is full time. She's the one that's going to make sure like she stays on track with everything. But besides that, give her complete control of everything else. And if it doesn't go well, then it doesn't go well. But like, that's what I say you should do. But. You know. Felicia's the only person for the job, but to be honest, Felicia probably doesn't want the job. Like she there's so much controversy and there's so much craziness surrounding the whole thing, and she still I think lives in Louisiana and has like a regular everyday life. So I would understand if she didn't want to get involved in that, but yeah, the last I we heard really, of her with Brittany was her selling uh, selling merch at the merch table on yeah. the circus tour, you know? They ripped her out of Brittany's life. And I, I totally believe it's because she had Brittany's best interest in mind and at heart and was probably the only person that ha- in her life that had her best interest at heart. And they couldn't have that. It's really, it's really heartbreaking, actually. Mm-hmm. But she's the only woman for the job. So come back, Fee. We need you. Brittany needs you. Come on. <laughs> there was this other post. Now, I love this. This is direct dig at Jamie Lynn because um, we talked last time about Jamie Lynn going on Instagram and just being like, I love my sister and I've always looked up to her. And like I told her in private that she should cease, like get some different legal representation. Like no fucking shit, Jamie Lynn. Like I, she knows she needs different representation the problem is she can't fucking get it like there's no way to make it happen so thanks for your input but she went on there was like i've supported my sister i just don't do it on here blah 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 blah. okay so this was like basically a direct conversation back to jamie lynn this is a a little picture that says never forget who ignored you when you needed them and who helped you before you even had to ask so here's the caption there's nothing nothing worse than when the per- people closest to you who never showed up for you post things in regard to your situation, whatever it may be, and speak righteously for support. There's nothing worse than that. How dare the people you love the most say anything at all? Did they even put a hand out to even lift me up at the time? How dare you make it public that now you care? Did you put your hand out when I was drowning? Again, no. So if you're reading this and you know who you are and you actually have the nerve to say anything about my situation just to save face for yourself publicly, if you're going to post something, please stop with the righteous approach when you are so far from righteous, it's not even funny. And have a good day. P.S. If you're reading this today and you can relate, I'm sorry because I know what it's like and I send you my love. Whoa, that's 100% towards Jamie Lynn because that was like a day or two right after she did her whole Instagram thing and talked about how she supported her sister like privately. Um, 
Yeah. I, wow. She's like not holding back. Like no. she's telling us exactly how she feels. It's amazing. Yeah, she's sick of everyone's shit. And I think that mm-hmm. once uh, this is over with, she's going to write a tell-all book. I think that oh her kids God. are probably going to write some sort of book. I, mean, I want her to do like an Oprah interview, like just fucking yeah. tell everything and be like, and just blow up the whole thing, like blow it up. And yeah. Oprah should pay her $50 million to tell her story, <laughs> like just make it happen. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's so crazy. I just wonder how she's got control over her social media now. I don't know. Some people have said like, oh, it's not her. And they're just trying to make her look crazy again. I absolutely think this is her. I think she's just fucking done and pissed. And she's got control now. Yeah, I agree. Crazy. Um, I said this this before that, uh, you know, social media is a huge, powerful thing. And it's a huge story right now. And I don't think that... Um, this is going to fly anymore. I think that uh, she's going to be quote unquote free pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, she's not about to be silenced anymore. I know that um, she had to go back to court and Oh man, I wish I would have like written down or taken screenshots of that. But she did say, she did mention like, I need to thank my fans because they are the only reason that I'm having this opportunity, that I have the strength to do this because they've been fighting for me. Like, that's just so awesome. It's crazy to think that the fans love for her has really brought this whole thing to light and made it happen because she could have been just like still in the same situation as she was a month ago or a month and a half ago, had people not been fighting for her because she probably felt like nothing's going to change. This is what it is. And that was it. It's just exciting. It's crazy to see. And I really, really hope that everything that's happening now with Britney Spears will help other people who don't have as much power or money or influence as her that may find themselves in the same situation. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, on to um, other things i've been kind of playing around with this segment in my mind for a while and it's called unsolicited advice so this is basically me being nosy looking through my different uh facebook groups and stuff that i'm a part of and finding things that look like crazy to me or that i feel opinionated on where people are asking for advice so even though they didn't ask us we're gonna put their shit on uh a podcast and give our two cents on it. I'm so, so fucking excited for this. There's this podcast. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I always see them on TikTok. So I subscribe to it and it's called Two Hot Takes. And it's just two girls and they do, uh, you know, just like this. They go on Reddit and go on like the Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole? I love it. And they those. just like yeah. talk about it and stuff. And as everyone knows, Reddit is my favorite thing in the world. I find some crazy shit on there. I find a lot of crazy opinions on there. I love Reddit, and um, so I'm so I'm so excited for this. I'm ready I to didn't get into even it. think to look at Reddit, but we could. Yeah, we should totally do that too. Well, let's see how called- this goes, and maybe we can make it like a regular thing. Yeah. Okay. So you said it's called Two Hot Takes. Yeah. Is the name okay? Yeah, I've got a a podcast recommendation too that we can talk about later. Um. <clears throat> okay. So. This says, issue, 
Boyfriend answers a phone call from a random female like this. Quote, hey, I'm here with my girlfriend. I told you I was going to work things out with. Remember? Red flag. I retrieved her phone number. Girl code. If I call you twice and you decline my call, I still text you asking you to explain the extent of the relationship with the other female and my boyfriend. Just please answer and talk to me woman to woman. I'd like to know that how this happened and how to avoid it next time. Both of y'all are caught. Thanks. Okay. So to me, it sounds like maybe they were on a Ross and Rachel break and he was talking to this other girl and then told her I'm getting like I'm working things out with my girlfriend because when she called, he said, I'm with my girlfriend. I told you that I told you I was going to work it out with. Remember? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it. Um, would you think this is a giant red flag? You guys are liars and you're caught. Okay, I'm I'm so I'm so confused over this. I know. It is a little bit confusing. Okay, so he, she found a text on his phone saying to her the the girl. So he got a phone call from someone she didn't know. And when he answers the phone, he's like, hey, I'm with my girlfriend that I told you I was going to work things out with. Uh, Remember when I said that? And then they're like ending the conversation. So obviously the girl knows that he has a girlfriend that he's working stuff out with. Mm -hmm. And she called anyways. But I think what the the OP is basically irritated because she called the girl's number twice and the girl didn't answer. I wouldn't have answered either. Would you? I mean, no, not if the guy's like, don't call me anymore. I'm going to work it out with my girlfriend. Then I'd be like, okay, you guys have fun. I'm going to go do my own thing. I wouldn't have answered either. No. Um, No. Yeah, you're right. It does sound like a Ross and Rachel situation. Or, you know, if that, the girl, the girl didn't mention that in the post though. She didn't say like, oh, we broke up for a little while or whatever. So just because she's not mentioning that, I'm assuming the guy like had some sort of one night stand with this girl and the girl became like obsessed with him after. And then maybe he had to like, tell her like, listen, I fucked up. I have a girlfriend. I love my girlfriend. I want to work it out with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, what I was thinking. Just because I feel like if they did break up for a little bit, she might have mentioned that in the post. Like, did he fuck around on me? It was, it was a little too vague. Right. But she, she's really focusing on the girl code thing. She's like, I called you twice and I sent you a text. I just wanted to know how this happened. But this girl blah, doesn't blah, blah. owe her anything. Exactly. It's not exactly. her friend. It's not. Yep. This is a random girl. She... Girl code isn't with every fucking girl you know. It's with your friends, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Girl code, yeah. That's the whole point is girl code is like your friends and everything. Or if like, let's say that the girl didn't know he had a relationship and you reached out and you were like, hey, I just want to know like so that I know what to do with this. Like, did you guys sleep together? Whatever. I understand that, but I still probably wouldn't want to be involved. You being the other woman, you don't have to join and be part of that. You don't have to get yourself involved. No, it's very um, Lauren and Kale on Teen Mom, how yeah. Kale 
of course, yes. is Javi's baby mama. And now he's mm-hmm. with Lauren, who is his new baby mama. And she was like calling her all the time, like, oh, is it true? Javi tried to have sex with you, like this and that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you you can't rely on the other person, if that's your partner and you guys are the ones who are in it together, not these outside people. So if right. if you can't ask your partner and trust what they are saying to you is the truth and believe yep. and trust in them, then you guys shouldn't be together anyways. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. That's how I feel about it. I oh, never yeah. agreed with people, you know, finding girls' numbers or whatever on their boyfriend's phone and then calling the girlfriend. Like, it's not – this girl doesn't owe you anything. It's not her responsibility. It's your man who's fucking up. And, yep. yeah, if he's saying to her, like, oh, this is my girlfriend. I'm going to work it out. Either – it could be one of three things. Either what you said, it was a Ross and Rachel situation. Either he fucked right. up, had a one-night stand with her. Or he was playing the two girls at the same time and deciding which one he wanted to actually date and be serious with. And he chose this one and he was telling the other one, like, no, I'm going to work it out with this girl. Yeah, remember how I said that I was working it out with my girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like this is the false sense of closure. Everyone thinks they need closure. Like, do you think I got closure from my ex-husband in – getting all the answers to how he cheated on me and who he cheated with and da 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 even if i got those answers would it have been helpful to me as a person or was it better for me to just go wow that is so shitty and it's over and i'm moving on with my life that's closure you don't need to know all the gory details and from in my opinion with this girl it seems like she really does not trust him and she probably has a reason not to trust him and in that case move on. There's what, five, six billion men in the world? Why are we worried about this one? Yep. I totally agree with you. Like I said, that's supposed to be your partner, not this random ass girl. You don't even know who she is. Mm -hmm. Ask your man if you believe and you trust what he says and you want to move on, that's your fucking business. Move on with him. But Mm -hmm. if you don't trust him and you're still trying to poke at other people for answers, then in my opinion, the relationship's done anyways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Here's another one that is kind of like closure related. I so do not believe in closure, but here we go. Um, I've been secretly seeing a guy for the last three years. It was a secret because I have a history with this guy and he treated me badly in the past, lying and cheating. Uh, okay, move on. <laughs> like, I don't need to go any further, but let's listen anyways. I started up with him again because we have ridiculous chemistry and it was familiar. So basically they have hot sex is what yeah. I'm getting from that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought it would be a fun distraction, but I'm an idiot. And of course, it developed into something much deeper for me. And I thought him too. This is the problem with sleep. Like hot sex is fun. But if you know that it's not a person you should be having hot sex with, you have to have some self-control because when women have orgasms, we get emotionally attached. Men do not. Like it's just built into our DNA. Um, so you got to be very careful. Long story short, he left for New York almost two months ago to visit his parents. I drove him to the airport, walked him to security, had a long goodbye with I love you on both our parts. His return ticket was for May 12th. This is from June 13th. The first week he was gone, we talked. I got photos and videos of him at his parents' house 
all the normal stuff. Then he completely stopped responding, completely ghosted me. I called. It always went straight to voicemail. You're blocked. I texted. No response. I even tried an old text app that we used to use, and it said his phone was off or disconnected. Wow. Um, what the fuck? I have no idea if he's dead, sick, or just a complete and total asshole. I'm going to go with the latter. It's now been almost two months and I've heard nothing. I know he was a shade. I know he was shady, but this is beyond cruel. I know I signed up for this. I know who he is and what his history is. This shouldn't surprise me, but man, I am beyond hurt. I can't talk to my friends or family about it because they knew nothing of it to uh, begin with. I have to put on a happy face and go about my day. And meanwhile, I'm so devastated. How do I process this? It's literally driving me nuts that I don't know what happened. I know getting, quote, closure on this will probably not happen. And I shouldn't need the closure to move on, right? I can't seem to stop going over and over it in my in my head, obsessing over what could have possibly happened. Do I just need to go through it? Do I bother to try to track him down and get my closure. I honestly don't know if that would help or hurt at this point. What do you think? Girl, take a hint. Yeah. He's not into you. Take a hint. We've we've all been there. No judgment. Mm-hmm. Literally, we've all been there. We've all fucking acted stupid over a guy that clearly wasn't into us. And we tried yep. to force something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, so this girl's clear, I would, I would hope at least she's like young, like early twenties. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've all been there and it happens, but, and it sucks. It's literally like the worst feeling in the world because we're women and we want to control everything and mm-hmm. have everything our way. And, but you can't force somebody to answer your texts and to call you all the time. You just can't. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think she just needs to let it go. Yep. I agree. I So here's what I think happened. She said it was a secret relationship. I've been in those before. And basically what that is, is the guy is not ready for a relationship. He doesn't want to put a label on it, blah, blah, blah. He basically just wants to sleep with you with no strings attached. That's what this is. Um, Saying that you have this crazy chemistry, that means you had hot sex together. He wants to keep having sex with you without any of the commitment. And then when he is off moving on with other chicks or dating other people or whatever, he completely blocks you, ghosts you, and it's over. Now, The whole thing of like, I don't know if he's dead or sick or wasn't an accident, bitch. I mean, girl, Google it. Google his name. And if an obituary pops up, he's dead. And if it doesn't, he just is not that into you. That's it. Like, he's just not. And again, closure doesn't exist. This guy is a douchebag. He used you. Let's not let this happen again. Let's understand that, you know, women's hormones and emotions are very strong. You let them give you an orgasm and all of a sudden you're in love and he's not. So be careful with that. But yeah, it's 2021. Google his name. You see the obituary. Look at his Facebook. Is there people going, oh, rest in peace, so-and-so. You're such a great person. We love you. Is there like pictures of him with the clouds in the background? Like, 
you know, rest in heavenly peace with, you know, no. Okay. Then he's not dead. He just is not that into you. It's harsh, but closure, closure doesn't exist. And the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. It's my unsolicited advice. I totally agree with you. I think that, um, yeah, I think, you know, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I always say, like, think about how you are with someone. Like, if you want to talk to them, you will answer yep. your fucking phone at all times. You will, uh-huh. like, we've all been there where we, like, get excited over a text message from somebody. Like, mm-hmm. guys are like that, too. Maybe not in the same way, but they will always answer if they can and they want to. And they want to, yeah. yeah just yeah so think about how you would be if it was the other way around and if they don't reciprocate that energy then like you said move the fuck on they're not into you and that's okay it is okay if someone do you know how many times i've been that girl i've been the girl that was the fuck buddy but not good enough to be the girlfriend i can't tell you how many times i've been this girl but you know the bottom line is if that person doesn't want to be with you or isn't interested in you, someone else will be. So just let that go, move on, um, you know, and get something better. That's it. This one I think is good because um, we all love MLMs. So this one says, (laughs) my friend is into one of those pyramid scheme companies. I work with my friend's mother, who I also consider a friend. The daughter created some party Facebook group and I got an invite, which I just ignored. Well, yesterday I get a PM from the mother that says, I really hope you join Anne's group. Even if you can't order anything right now, that's okay. I don't want you to miss out on the fun. Thanks in advance for supporting Anne's business. Um, that, I mean, I'll give you my thought on that in a second. I haven't responded yet, but I'm annoyed. First of all, it's not that I can't order anything. I don't want to. I don't want to be rude in my response, but I don't really want to join the group, especially now that she sent that message. I'm not sure if I should say something and what I should say or just join the stupid group but not order. What do you think about that one? First of all, I mean... I can go on about fucking MLMs and <laughs> the people in my life. We who, all have friends that are boss babes. Right. Yeah. It's 2021 and do people not know by now that you being in an MLM and asking your close friends to either join below you or purchase something off of you or whatever the case is, do people not realize that that's awkward and uncomfortable and Every single person knows what it is and what you're trying to do. And I understand that some people get involved in them and they don't realize that they're a pyramid scheme and whatever. Like, I totally get that. But at the same time, like, don't you know what I'm saying? Like, how do people not realize that it makes everyone around them feel uncomfortable and awkward? Because we've all been in this situation where it's like, it's your friend and like, you don't want to you know, be rude to them or anything, but at the same time, like, you're not going to support this awful thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, so, I agree. you and know. People aren't falling for it anymore. Like, I maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd get invited to a, like. Tupperware party. A, like a, like a face party or get your makeup party or whatever. And yeah. you might, oh yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's go to that. But 
after we've all been duped a couple times by those things, we all know what this invite means. It means I'm going to pressure you to buy stuff and you're going to feel uncomfortable and feel like you have to buy stuff Mm -hmm. because you're my friend. And that's how they go. I mean, the whole message that the mother sent, it is like a copy paste that they've, they've given these salespeople like templates of how to respond to people or how to contact people when they're not getting a response or something rebuttals for sales. It's, it's dirty. Like I have a friend who was in one of these businesses and she sent me something similar on Facebook message, like, Hey girl, blah, blah, blah. And just the way that it was worded, I literally responded to her. I was like, you know, I love you, but please don't send me this like copy paste Mary Kay stuff that they told you to say to your friends. I was like, you would never talk to me like this. You would never, if you weren't talking to me about Mary Kay, you would never send me a message like, hey girl, blah, 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 blah. That's just not wording you would use. And so I just straight up told her like, I'm not interested in anything of that. I I promise you I'm not your target audience. I love you and care about you, but it's just, I'm not the one. Um, And it's just, it's so phony. I think that's part of the reason why it makes people uncomfortable because of the Hey girl, Mm -hmm. because of the, my new business. Like that's not a business. It's not a business. You paying a company a thousand dollars and hoping to uh-huh. make your money back within a couple days yeah. is not a fucking business. I tell people all the time if you would put like half the effort it takes to run your own business or make your own brand or build your own thing, you would make 10 times the money, like a hundred times the money with half the effort that you are like selling Mary Kay makeup and getting like. 10% of the profit. It's crazy to me. Um, but what do you think she should say to the, should she say anything? Should she just ignore it? What do you think is a good response to that? Girl, I wish I knew the fucking answer because I, <laughs> I wish I knew for myself, honestly. You're still trying to come up um, with the answer? You know, I have a couple friends who are involved in I don't want to say the names of these MLMs because whatever but they're involved in some and they're constantly join my you know during quarantine it was like join my online Facebook party Mm -hmm. um come to this party at my house when quarantine's over and it's like you know what it is you don't want to go it's like I do want to come to your house and have a glass of wine with you, but I don't want to get a fucking sales pitch. I want to talk to you right. and listen about how your day was. Um, yeah. So Especially ch- if you haven't really been close friends with this person for however many years. You haven't heard from them until now. That's offensive to me. Oh, you know, you know how many people I have like add me and then the second that I accept their friend request, they're sending me some bullshit like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wish I knew the answer. I don't. Um, but we all know how you feel, girl. (laughs) That's my answer. Yeah. We all, we can relate. Like I had, um, there was this girl that, so I was kind of new to Colorado and I started going to this church back when I was religious and, um, I was new and it was like one of those cool, fun churches with lots of young people and, um, I was new to the area and I met this girl and I thought she was really nice. And she invited me to have lo- like have coffee at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like excited. I'm like, oh, I'm making a new friend and we're going to go have coffee together. And like, I don't really have any friends. I don't have family in Colorado. I was excited. So I go there and we sit and we're talking for a few minutes. 
And then she fucking starts trying to get me to sign up with Amway, which, hello, Amway's like, what, 2030? I didn't even know that shit was still around. I don't even know what that um, is. Some, like, old MLS, like, one of the first pyramid schemes, really. Like, I don't even know what they sell or what they do. But I felt like a deflated balloon by the end of the, co- or as soon as she brought it up. Because it was offensive and it was hurtful to me. Because here I was excited to make a new friend that invited me for coffee and like I'm new here and this is so fun and the second they bring it up I felt so stupid and uncomfortable and was trying to be nice and smile through it but I just wanted to fucking leave I was like wow I'm an idiot this person has no interest in being my friend. They just want to sell me something. And I think a lot of those people do not realize that they make people feel that way. That maybe you think you're getting invited to a fun game night or like a fun um, skincare thing that you're doing or whatever. And then all of a sudden here comes the sales pitch and you feel like an idiot because you thought this person genuinely wanted to be your friend when they just want to sell you shit. It's awful. Don't be that person. Yeah. Don't be that person. We've all been there. Um, Yeah. I just, like I said, it's 2021. I just don't understand how people are still in these things. I think the, I think the only two people who should join MLMs are either one, if you're one of the first people to get in on it. um, Because my mom is a huge MLM person pisses me the fuck off, but we need to have her on for an episode. No, we don't. She's been, no, she totally believes in it. She's been a part of so many and, you know, because she, this is the thing. They go to these people's houses who are like the very first people to join. They Mm -hmm. see them live in these massive houses and have all these nice things because they were one of the first fucking people to join. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, if they have, so they have hundreds of people, of people under them, yeah. they're going to make money. Um, so I think, A, that's the only reason you should join. And B, if you're like a reality TV star, like someone like Kale from Teen Mom has been selling Sensi for the past 10 years since she's been on the show. She probably mm-hmm. makes like a million dollars a year off it because uh-huh. how cool would it be for Kale from Teen Mom to be like your quote unquote leader who like yeah, your mentor, talks yeah. to you and stuff. So obviously yep. they're going to make money off of it. But if you're I just- think that's the only time I would do that. But even still, I think I'd create my own product or something. So I got 100% of the profit. And not was and not wasn't doling like eighty percent of it out to Sensi, right? Yeah, so but that does make sense. Makes more sense than your average person. Yeah, fuck MLMs. They're annoying. Uh, no one likes them, and all you do is make the people around you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, make them feel bad. So, um, speaking of, I always like to talk about like TV shows and podcasts and stuff. But have you listened to the Dream podcast? No, that's about MLMs. You should listen to that. So the second season, I didn't finish. It wasn't very good. The first season was fantastic. I'm literally going to subscribe right now. Yes, it's called The Dream. And it's several different episodes just explaining like the con behind MLMs. Again, the first season so good. And I wouldn't really listen past that. But um, I think you would definitely enjoy that. That's a very good podcast. And then... um, also, along the vein of a podcast you were talking about earlier, there is a pod. Oh, uh, there's a podcast called 
beach too sandy, water too wet. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you yet. I don't think so. It is really fun to listen to. And basically these two people, they go through and they read reviews, like negative reviews of things. Mm -hmm. One episode was um, they went out to like, uh, they were doing reviews about Dick's Last Resort, the restaurant. I'm sure you've been there because you like stuff like that, right? I I have no idea what that is. Have you been to Dick's? Oh, okay. So the whole idea around Dick's Last Resort is that the the people that work there are assholes to you. Oh, I've seen this place on like TikTok yeah. and stuff before. So the servers are like, really? Spit it out. Spit it out. Is it that yeah. place where they're like, yeah. so they're purposely rude you. to you? Yeah. They'll put a hat on you and it'll like be like my vagina's dusty or something like that. Like they put something like crude and rude on the hat. I've, I, I've never been to one of these places, but I would love Do to you get go. the idea. Is there one in Denver? I don't know. I've never been to one either. I've just heard about it. So I was going to say, we should go. (laughs) We should. It would be fun. So in the episode of Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, they're reading these reviews and there's so many people who obviously don't get it or don't know why they're there. And so they're leaving reviews about how rude the people were or how they were making fun of them or they're leaving negative reviews. And it's like, you're missing the whole point. Like, that's what people come here for. It's for the jokes. It's for the crudeness. And they're like, I just don't understand. Like, they were so rude to me. Why would anyone ever come here? I will never come here again. And it's they do stuff like that, which is fun. They they review, like, beaches. And people will complain about something that's, co- like, just a random beach thing. Like, give it a one-star review. <laughs> I don't know why. I just – it's something that's just really fun to listen to. And then also – um this restaurant though would wouldn't that be a horrible place to work because i feel like if the people who don't get it they would be like leaving you bad tips yeah some of the some of the servers that it'd it's be like fun that, to I work at if you like were like an aspiring actor or something and like doing that stuff was fun to you but i, I think feel like i would run out of clever things to say i would just be saying well the you same definitely like time. reuse your jokes like yeah when i worked at hooters i actually took because you're supposed to like write something like fun and flirty on the bill and i yeah. actually took one of the older girls sayings and i would write that on like um, if it was like a guy or like his friends i would always write it on on the same bill and it was may all your dreams be wet ones of me so oh, that's I love that I love that see I love Hooters and I don't think Ryan has ever been to Hooters and I'm like I gotta take you to Hooters it's so much fun he's like no no like he's just like he's too nice I worked he there for like five months or something when I was 18 oh, yeah? and did you make good money hell yeah and um yeah. And people like make you feel like such a celebrity because there's always the guys Aww. that come in and they're like, I, I've been to every Hooters restaurant in the world or I've been to half of them in the world and I take a picture with all the girls. So, oh, you know, funny. people are constantly like taking pictures of you. But if you I feel d- like you never see Hooters anymore. No, like- no, because this one that I worked at, it's been shut down for years now. Um, I don't know if the one in Niagara Falls is still there. It's because of the fucking Tilted Kilt, dude. Have you been to the Tilted Kilt? I've been to the Tilted Kilt, yeah. I hate the Tilted Kilt. Why? I'm like, okay, so I went there once. I I have an issue with, like, scantily clad people serving my food. That's where I have an issue, okay? okay? Like, if it wasn't food and it was just a bar, I'd be totally into it. But I've been to the Tilted Kilt before, and I'm, like, looking at these girls, and I'm like, 
I can almost see your vagina. I do not want you serving my food. I don't, it's just like a germaphobic type thing for me. Like every time I work in a restaurant. So what's the the difference between that and Hooters? Well, you're wearing shorts and like, and like, um, whatchamacallit. Pantyhose. Yeah. Pantyhose at Hooters. You're covered. Like the girls at Hooters are some of the most covered servers there are. It's like. Just because they have a small top. But tilted kilt is like belly shirt. Here's your belly ring. You know, your hair's down. Your vagina is almost hanging out of your skirt. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just too much for me. And I love love stuff like that. I just don't want you serving my food. If you want to serve me drinks like that, I'm awesome. But working in a restaurant for so long and them being so strict about your hair and everything has to be a certain way it doesn't make sense to me i don't know right i don't like it um, i don't like it yeah i don't i don't really know i don't really have an opinion on either too much about like if i like one more than the other i just i, I haven't even like ever eaten at a hooters i've never had their food even when i worked there their wings are so what yeah. What? Their wings are so good. How can you've never you didn't eat there when you worked there? That's crazy never. pants. I never I didn't work wow. there for that long, but um but I would say I'd take you to Hooters here, but I have a feeling if we went we'd be kind of like it would kind of be sad cuz I just feel like it's not a thing like it used to be. <laughs> well, we could like go have a drink, have an appetizer and the then like go tilt. somewhere else. Yeah, and then we can go to the Tilted Kilt <laughs> and we can like do a podcast episode right rating and comparing. Yes. We can rate like the servers, the service, yeah, the drinks. That's actually funny. Food. We should do that. We should do that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I probably would go and just like have a different attitude and be like, okay, and like the tilted gills, even though your vagina is hanging out, it's cool. Um, I, I'm sure it's fine, but yeah, I wouldn't like. I don't understand people eating at a strip club either. That's, I just feel like food shouldn't be there. People are naked here. You um, shouldn't have. Food. Okay. I don't have a problem with people eating at the strip club because some of the food that I've had working at the strip club is like incredible food. The kitchen is 10 times cleaner than any restaurant because they're they're harder on the – like health inspection is harder on the kitchen just because they're a strip club. They're trying to find any excuse not to allow you to do that there. So it has to be way cleaner. Um, yeah, I've had like insane food that you wouldn't even think of at strip clubs before. I do, however, have a problem. There's something about a guy eating saucy wings sitting in I Herbert's was row. Say, it it happens. Oh, and Herbert's row is that what you call it? That is so funny. Yeah, I love and it. Like, right front row. As a dancer, like you're on the stage and you just smell hot wings, and you look down, and Ugh. there's some weird middle aged overweight man with wing sauce all over his face staring at you and there's just like something about that that I don't like but if someone wants to sit at the bar and eat a pound of wings and drink their beer be allowed to have their food there they should have to have their food at like a booth or a bar or something that's what I'm saying like if they want to eat it at the bar watch the game and then finish their beer while they watch the stage I'm Wash cool with that, but to yeah. be, yeah, to be sitting there like eating wings. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Plus buffalo sauce is one of those things that like stinks unless you're eating it. Yeah. Like if you, I can imagine if you're trying to dance and you've got, you can smell the buffalo sauce. That would just totally gross me out. Yeah. But 
I have heard from some people that like, oh, I go to this strip club because the buffet is amazing and stuff like that. So let's do that too. We'll go to Hooters, Tilted Kilt, and the strip club all on the same day. And then we'll talk about which one was the best. I'm down. It'll probably be the strip club. I've never had, (laughs) we don't have like buffet strip clubs here. That's not Uh really like a thing, but um, I would definitely be down for that. It's also annoying though, like as a dancer, when someone's eating and you're like, like, for example, at my club twice a year, they would do customer appreciation night. So they would do one for Christmas time and then they would do one for the anniversary of the club being open, which was like April or whatever. And we had like a free buffet. That was like the one night a year we had a buffet. We got it like catered, like the Christmas Mm. one, there was like turkey and mashed potatoes and roast beef and like everything. And it's free. So people would come in just to like get the free food. They should have a, a minimum I mean, don't you usually have to buy it? Well, like, like they, they still have to buy like, a drink, but they would right. come in there and they'd be like eating. And it's like you're walking around and you're like, why are you eating here when I'm trying to like ask people to give me money? Like right. go eat it at the bar or whatever. Like, so that's always annoying when people do that. That sounds but annoying. Yeah. Yeah. They should have a rule. Like if you're going to be just eating, you need to come over here and do your drink minimum and stuff. Yeah. But, I get it. You're yeah. drinking alcohol. Like you want to eat. But eat at the bar and then drink on the floor. Don't eat on the floor and, like, stare at the dancers like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, while you're eating. Ugh, yeah. It's gross. Um, I mean, people look pretty disgusting when they eat anyways, so I feel like I'd be, like, super grossed out if that were the case. In Pervert's Row. That's so funny. <laughs> Have you uh, listened to any good podcasts or watched any good shows? Um. Oh, so I just started watching – Um. MTV True Life Crime. Oh, I saw a commercial for that and I didn't know if it was any good. So the second season just started, which is probably okay. why you saw the commercial. So I recorded the second I season. Binge. I like that. Yeah, I recorded the second season so that I could get caught up. But I just I watched just like the first two episodes of the first season so far. And um, Neve from Catfish does the like he doesn't host it, but he does the opening thing. He's like, hi, I'm Neve from Catfish. My show's about people being fooled online. This show's uh, about young people getting into true crime. And it's like, what? Like, I don't know. How's that relevant? Yeah, but, that's funny. But the host is really good. And the um, it's all about young people and how the internet and social media is also tied into the true crime. Like, it's okay. those are the specific things. So the first episode is about that girl in Chicago who was drunk at the hotel and walked into the freezer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been wanting to learn more about that story. So I yeah, about and, it. yeah, and the episodes are just like you know, forty-five minutes long, an hour with commercials, okay. typical show. And if you like true crime and conspiracy theories around the crime, it's a great show. Yeah. But okay, you have to I'm have you have to have a heavy out. stomach for it because the second episode is really like hard to watch um, okay but i know you're like I'm good with that. that stuff so i feel like you yeah, like you it. know i'm into the weird stuff sometimes yeah that okay so i put that on my list because i'm gonna watch that um also have you heard of do you ever watch court cam i really like that i think it's on id network if i'm 
maybe. Um, but court cam, I really like because it's like clips of different crazy shit that's happening in a courtroom. Um, maybe there's the mother or like the brother of a murdered teen takes off and starts beating up the guy who did it or, you know, crazy shit that happens in the courtroom. But then they started a new show called court cam under oath. Mm -hmm. And that I love because instead of several different clips each episode, this is one story and there's a lot of courtroom footage, which I love. I love courtroom footage. And so they basically tell you the story and they present you with the courtroom footage and then give you some information at the end about what actually happened. But it's called, so it's called Under Oath and it is so good. I've been watching a lot of that lately. So that's really good. Did you watch Cruel Summer? On Hulu? No. I Watch I it. couldn't find it anywhere. And any I think it's on Hulu. Things. I don't have Hulu. It's not in Canada, oh. unfortunately. I would share my Hulu with you, but I'm pretty sure I'm ta- using it. For it does. Else. It doesn't work because you need they oh. they know I'm not American. Like you need like a you need like a fake IP v- address. Like a VPN, yeah. Like even Dang. even sometimes like when I record with Sarah, she'll go to share her screen with me if she has Hulu up. And uh-huh. I can hear the the audio play, but I can't see the screen. Like, it won't even let so her share her screen me. with me. I don't understand why it can't just be, like, worldwide all the same. I don't get it. No, like, even Netflix. Mm-hmm. Besides the Netflix original things, Netflix mm-hmm. has different content in every country. Um, you know, okay. all of that stuff does. I don't know why. I guess that some countries don't get the rights to it, but I don't know. Did you listen to the Nick Ritchie, uh, Heather McDonald? No, that's what I meant to listen to. Do that. You got to listen to it. I'm going to. I I was looking on her Juicy Scoop Facebook group and everyone hated him. They're all like, he's scum. I hate him. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, (laughs) I love him. I still love him. I'm a fan. I know. You Um, love him. It's basically, to me, it seems like a very uh, meet the Barkers type of situation, honestly. From what he's saying, like Shane sleeps a lot and has a pill problem and stuff like that. So it seems very reminiscent of that. But um, I really am curious to hear your thoughts on that. So we'll have to talk about it another time after you listen to it. Okay. We'll do a podcast about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I almost actually, I love so many podcasts that when I first was starting a podcast, I thought about making a podcast about podcasts. Like I was going to call it the podcast podcast. And it was basically going to be me talking with friends about all the interesting podcasts and interviews and stuff that I listened to that week <laughs> and playing some clips. I would like that, though, I like, because... I don't know why no one has done that before. I'm going to need to cut that and copyright this right now. Yeah, because sometimes, like, you want to join in on their conversation, right? And, like... Right. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about... Or one of my favorite things about some of the podcasts that I listen to, like... Hollywood crime scene, web crawler, stuff like that, is that they talk about TV shows they watched, like movies, podcasts they listen to. Even Hollywood crime scene at the end of their show, they talk about the food that they ate this week. And I'm totally into it. I'm like, yes, it's my favorite segment. Tell me what you ate this week. Right. Yeah. But anyways, that's all I have. Do you want to tell everybody where to find you? Um, Did I make that up? Um, I'm covering the season one of Floribama Shore right now. And then yes. when that's done, I'll be back on Jersey Shore, the Italy season. 
And on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash DIMTU, you can find me covering Snooki and JWoww season one, which Julie is heavily a part of. So check that out. Yeah. So much good content. Like I love extra content on uh, Patreon. We talked about how I could like go broke on Patreon. So So much good stuff. Yes. But thank you for being on, Justine. Always love to have you. Um, You guys can check me out at Resting Bitch Pod on Instagram. Made a TikTok. Haven't really done anything with it, but um, because I'm being lazy. But that's where you can find me. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Justine. Anytime. Bye. Bye.